Welcome to Audio of the Divine Principle, a daily reading of the Divine Principle, which is the core text of the Unificationist community. Part 2, Chapter 1 The Providence to Lay the Foundation for Restoration Section 1 the Providence of Restoration in Adam's Family Even though the fall resulted from human failure, God has felt responsible to save fallen humanity. Therefore, God immediately began His providence to restore fallen people by having Adam's family lay the foundation for the Messiah. Due to Adam's kinship of blood with Satan, he was in the midway position, relating with both God and Satan. For a fallen person standing in the midway position to be purified, come to God's side, and establish the foundation for the Messiah, he must fulfill a condition of indemnity. Consequently, for the providence of restoration to be completed in Adam's family, the members of his family had to make certain conditions of indemnity to restore the foundation of faith and the foundation of substance. On these two foundations, the foundation for the Messiah was to have been established, and the Messiah could have come to Adam's family. Section 1.1 The Foundation of Faith To restore through indemnity the foundation of faith, fallen people must set up an object for the condition. Due to his faithlessness, Adam lost the word of God which had been given to him in order to fulfill the condition necessary to establish the foundation of faith. He fell to the position where he could no longer receive the word of God directly. Consequently, in restoring the foundation of faith, Adam had to faithfully offer in a manner acceptable to God some object for the condition, substituting for God's word. For Adam's family, this object was a sacrificial offering. To restore the foundation of faith, there must also be a central figure. One would expect that the central figure in Adam's family be Adam himself. It would seem that Adam should have offered the sacrifice, and that whether or not he made the offering in an acceptable manner would have determined the success or failure in laying the foundation of faith. Yet nowhere in the biblical record do we find Adam offering a sacrifice. Instead, his sons Cain and Abel offered them. What was the reason for this? According to the principle of creation, human beings were created to serve only one master. God cannot conduct his providence in accord with the principle if someone who serves two masters. If God were to accept Adam and his offering, Satan would use his ties of kinship with Adam as a condition through which to make a counterclaim upon him and the offering. In that case, Adam would be placed in the unprincipled situation of having served two masters, God and Satan. Since God could not conduct such an unprincipled providence, he took the course of symbolically dividing Adam, who embodied both good and evil, into two entities, one representing good and the other representing evil, an arrangement in line with the principle. For this reason, God gave Adam two sons, representing good and evil, and set them in positions where each dealt with only one master, God or Satan. After setting up this arrangement, God had the two sons offer sacrifices separately. Cain and Abel were both sons of Adam. 
which one of them was to represent goodness and relate with God, and which was to represent evil and interact with Satan. Both Cain and Abel were the fruits of Eve's fall. Hence, their relative positions were determined according to its course. Eve's fall was consummated through two different illicit love relationships. The first was the spiritual fall through her love with the archangel. The second was the physical fall through her love with Adam. Certainly, the two relationships were both fallen acts. Yet between the two, the second act of love was more in line with the principle and more forgivable than the first. Eve's first fallen act was motivated by her excessive desire to enjoy what it was not yet time for her to enjoy and have her eyes opened like God. This desire led her to consummate a relationship of unprincipled sexual love with the archangel. In comparison, Eve's second fallen act was motivated by a heartfelt longing to return to God's bosom after she realized that her first fallen relationship had been illicit. This desire led her to consummate a relationship with Adam, her intended spouse, according to the principle, even though God did not yet permit it. Cain and Abel were both fruits of Eve's illicit love. God discriminated between them based on Eve's two illicit acts of love and accordingly placed Cain and Abel in two opposing positions. In other words, since Cain was the first fruit of Eve's love, signifying Eve's first fallen act of love with the archangel, he was chosen to represent evil. Therefore, he was in a position to relate with Satan. Since Abel was the second fruit of Eve's love, signifying Eve's second fallen act of love with Adam, he was chosen to represent goodness. Therefore, he was in a position to relate with God. For his part, Satan had seized control of the creation, which God had created by the principle and established an unprincipled world having only the outward form of God's intended universe. In the original principled world, God intended to raise up the eldest son and have him inherit the birthright. Therefore, Satan felt a stronger attachment to the eldest son than he did to the younger. Since Satan had already claimed the universe, he vied with God for the eldest son, Cain, who was more valuable to him. Because Satan had a strong attachment to Cain, God chose to deal with Abel. The Bible attests to the discrimination between first and second born sons. For example, God said to Cain, If you do not do well, sin is couching at the door. From this we may understand that Cain had a base to relate with Satan. When the Israelites were about to flee Egypt, God struck the firstborn Egyptians, even the firstborn of their livestock, because the Egyptians, as Satan's vessels, stood in the position of Cain. When the Israelites were returning to the land of Canaan, only the Levites, who were in the position of the younger son Abel, were allowed to carry the Ark of the Covenant. It is written that God loved the second son Jacob and hated the first son Esau, even while they were still inside their mother's womb. They were placed in the positions of Cain and Abel based solely upon the distinction of who was to be the firstborn son. When Jacob was blessing his two grandchildren, Ephraim and Mensahe, he crossed his hands and laid his right hand on the head of Ephraim, the second son in the position of Abel, to give him the first and greater blessing. According to this principle, God placed Cain and Abel in a position where each could deal only with one master and had them offer sacrifices. When Cain and Abel offered their sacrifices, the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering, but for Cain and his offering, he had no regard. Why did God accept Abel's offering but reject Cain's? God received Abel's sacrifice because he stood in a proper relationship with God. Also, he made the offering in an acceptable manner. 
through faith and in line with God's will. In this way, Abel successfully laid the foundation of faith in Adam's family. He serves as an example that any fallen person can make an offering acceptable to God, provided he satisfies the necessary conditions. God did not reject Cain's sacrifice because he hated him. Rather, because Cain stood in a position to relate with Satan, which gave Satan rights over the sacrifice, God could not accept Cain's sacrifice unless he first made some condition justifying its acceptance. The example of Cain shows that in order for a person who has a connection with Satan to return to God's side, he must first make a requisite indemnity condition. What indemnity condition should Cain have made? It was the indemnity condition to remove the fallen nature.